With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, it was supposed to be a good Friday. But I had just learned right before I hit record, I take one more glance at my phone just to see if any news is broken or anything like that. And I find out that Carl Weathers, yes, Apollo Creed, has passed away at the age of 76. I'm really sad. <laughs> but we have just have to manage a way to, to have a show anyway. Pour one out for Apollo Creed tonight, man. Yeah. Yeah. Chubbs, too, from Happy Gilmore. Yeah. This sucks. Anyway. Happy Friday, everybody. At least we're going to try to make it happy Friday. It is, uh, um, yeah, we're, we're kind of on time today, uh, about a minute late, but, uh, it is fire. It is. It's also Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day uh, supposed to have an early spring, which you know that. By the way, that never made sense to me. It never made sense to me that okay, if the if the groundhog does not see his shadow, that it's going to be an early spring, and then if he does see his shadow, it's going to be when like it's going to be a, a, six more weeks of winter. That doesn't make sense. You would think that if he saw his shadow, that means the sun's out. That means oh, good early spring. And if he doesn't see a shadow, that means overcast clouds, possible winter storm coming in. Oh, six more weeks of winter. That doesn't make any sense to me. So if somebody could explain that to me, please do it in the in, in the in the comments. Yeah, Mike in Texas. Hey, well, Corey again. I see he was going to be on today. Uh, we had every intention of doing that, but uh, change of plans. Uh, there's honestly not really any reason to stay for the Senior Bowl game. Like if we're just being completely honest. Um, the, the real value for the media being there is, is to be there to, to have access to the players and there's no, uh, access to the players after the game, or if there is, it is like a couple here and there. And it's, it's the, um, uh, it's just not worth staying. Honestly, it's not worth the money to stay like, because you're not going to get any, really any extra content. Um, so Corey is actually flying back today instead of, uh, like tomorrow after the game. So, uh, he is actually hopping on a plane right now. So if we could have done it with Corey today, we would have, but, uh, he is literally airborne or about to be airborne. Um, Sebastian Sanchez brings us up. Says, love you, Chris. Great show. Appreciate it very much. Uh, it says, do we expect a Smith, uh, Smith's press conference, uh, next week? Uh, 
I would assume so. The the official or the the signing is now official. The Steelers announced it. Uh, I don't think even thirty minutes ago. Um, officially announced. It's it's done. Ironclad. Pen has been put to paper. Uh, Arthur Smith is officially the the offensive coordinator of the Steelers. Um, I, I I've still I'm still waiting to hear back on this, but I would assume it is a three year contract. I can safely assume that's a three year contract. Um, uh, <laughs> dang y'all are y'all are being mean to Corey right now. Corey, who? No, come on, let's not treat Corey like that. Um, he's doing work, man. He's doing work. It'd be it'd be just the opposite if I were at the Senior Bowl and he were doing the show every day. Um. But I, the Steelers typically give um, give three year contracts to to coordinators. I know that um, uh, Terrell Austin only received a two year contract, which is why I think that's noteworthy because that does break a bit of a precedence when it comes to coordinators because they typically get three year contracts with the Steelers. So I'm going to go ahead and just and say, even though Terrell Austin got a two year contract, I'm I'm going to safely bet that uh, this is a three year contract. So, um, <laughs> Ryan says no rest, Corey. Yeah, they, no rest at all because he ain't here. Um, but he's done a lot of work. Uh, listen, uh, Friday Insider is up on the site. Um, I've got some tidbits on the initial impact of uh, the news of Arthur Smith being hired as offensive coordinator, not only how the, the offensive staff kind of reacted to that, uh, but also we already kind of know like one one coach who's gonna gonna stay on. Um, and then obviously the, the rest of the dominoes will will fall uh, eventually. I don't expect a complete overhaul of the offensive staff, but I have uh, some stuff in there, so go read it. It's on DK Pittsburgh Sports at the top of the site right now. Um, uh, and then Corey's got bullets and bullets of stuff from the Senior Bowl, so uh, plenty of stuff to to, to read uh, there. Um. <laughs> Um, John asks, who the hell is Corey or who the heel is Corey? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, for anybody who might not know, if you're brand new to the show, Corey is, is typically my co-host. Um, he has just been out a lot this week because uh, he's been, I think he was only able to join one week or one day this week uh, because he was at the, you know, he was, you know, either traveling to Mobile for the Senior Bowl or he was at practices for the Senior Bowl or now he's traveling back from the Senior Bowl. Um, so, He's just been, we, we haven't, ha haven't been able to, uh, we weren't able to work out like a later time or anything like that. And, uh, thankfully we were able to get, uh, uh, oh, dang, Rick's bringing this into, uh, into bringing the wrestling terms in Corey heel and Chris face. I wouldn't be a good heel. I don't think I would Corey. I don't know. I don't know. I do have a bit of a mean streak though. You get on my bad side. I can be pretty heelish. Um, <laughs> Mark asks, Chris, have you had a chance to evaluate Ohio State linebacker Tommy Eichenberg? Some experts are projecting the Steelers picking with the 54th pick. Um, I'm uh, like, I'm just now like today and then a little bit yesterday, but yesterday I was like kind of, you know, help, you know, putting finishing touches on, on Friday Insider and stuff like that. So today's really been the first day that I've really been into really been able to dive into the draft. So I haven't gotten to, to the player you mentioned specifically uh, Eichenberg. Um, I watched the Penn state Ohio state game this year. Um, and I don't even remember if he played in that. I'm assuming he did, but um, 
I haven't gotten to that yet, so I don't have any personal opinions just yet, but I will be getting to uh, a lot of the stuff. Uh, the next chalk talk, and I think, oh, would it be the one? No, no. So the next chalk talk will not, will probably not be draft related. I'm, 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 I really want to do one on the defense. Like I really do. Cause I've been doing so many of them on the offense lately. And I mean, for good reason, you know, offense is a big reason why the Steelers ended up making the playoffs. So it was kind of hard to ignore that. Um, and then, you know, here, you know, it, the past couple weeks, it's been, you know, all focused on offensive coordinator. Cause that's the, like the, that was the most pressing situation coming straight out of the off season. Uh, in terms of, you know, X's and O's and stuff like that, like who's going to be taking over. Uh, so the past two have been dedicated to that. I really want to take a week to dedicate something to the defense because there's just been so much offense lately. And I am more of an offensive-minded person, but I still want to focus on the defense. But then after that, following the Super Bowl, it's going to be all draft stuff. So... um Mark asks, any chance the Steelers have a crack at Jeremiah Trotter in the draft? I mean, I have have a chance at anybody, I guess. I don't know. Like, I, I, again, you know, I, I, when you I, – I really don't want to speak too far into the draft just yet because I, I'm just – I'm personally not there yet. I'm, I'm kind of slow mo- – I, I guess I still am a bit of a beat reporter in that way. Obviously, I'm not a, like, reporter – like, I'm not there every day, you know, on the south side, you know, inside the walls, you know, on South water street, like right now, but, um, I, I don't really start to really go full blown, like gas, you know, pedal to the metal gas down, you know, gas pedal down, like for the draft until usually after the super bowl, that gap between the super bowl and the combine is when I do pretty much all of my homework leading up to the draft. And then I, by that time I have a pretty good base, uh, going into that's what I did last year. Going into the combine, I, I did a lot of homework. Uh, you know, going into that, um, and uh, yeah, that's what uh, <sighs> that's what I've been doing. So uh, that's what I did last year. That's what I'm gonna do do again this year probably. Um, I do want to look. Somebody is asking about um, like draft picks in 2024, and I want to bring that up. See if I can. Uh, let's see here. I don't want there to be too much dead air. Um, let's see. Somebody is bringing that up. Um, I don't think it's going to be a fit. I, I don't think you're going to have anything um, exact until um, just so I can bring that up real quick. Um, Steeler girls asking how many draft picks do the, do the Steelers has of now? I don't know the exact positions, but, uh, right now they have uh first round pick, second round pick, third round pick, fourth round pick from the Rams, their own fourth round pick, sixth and seventh. So seven picks. They do not have a fifth round pick. Uh, I believe that was in the, in the trade with the Rams. I think they gave away the fifth round pick to get a fourth round pick. I think that's what the, the way it happened. Uh, so they have seven picks, uh, as of right now. Um, let's see. Mike in Texas asks, Chris, do you and or Corey offer your mock drafts? Uh, well, I did, uh, a couple of them. I might be breaking up a little bit. And if I am, I'm sorry. Um, I just saw a little thing pop up. Uh, my computer's running really slow right now for whatever reason. That might be the big, might be the reason why. Um, yeah. Mark says Dawson trade. Yeah. 
it's like either Dotson trade or the Allen Robinson trade. Uh, there were, there were some draft picks in there somewhere. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see here. Um, somebody asked a question now. Oh yeah. Mock drafts. Uh, I did three last year. I think I did three, three or four. I can't remember. Um, I I'll do, I'll do more mock drafts. I think Corey did one too, uh, did one or one or two of them. Uh, I will do more, uh, this year. That's typically after the combine, maybe, Maybe I do. No, maybe I did one right after the senior bowl. I can't remember. Honestly, I really can't remember. Uh, so I might do one here, like af- maybe after the senior bowl or the super bowl or something like that. Um, I think I did one after the senior bowl. I think that was my first one. Um, and I think I had the Steelers taking Joey Porter jr. In the first round. Um, right, right player. Wrong, wrong, uh, wrong around there. But, uh, um, yeah, let's see. But no, I will be doing mock drafts. I think Corey will too. Uh, I don't want to, you know, we haven't been, um, we haven't gotten like knee deep into like a, the exact stuff that we're going to do for draft, but that's obviously coming up uh, because the draft is obviously a big thing uh, leading into the combine. That's going to be a big thing. Combine is a, is the, is a big event. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a little jealous of Corey because he gets to go to Indy to do that. Indy's a fun town. Uh, covering the combine last year was a blast. Uh, not just being an indie, but uh, you know everything that's going on there. Uh, get, running into the people that you run into, getting to talk to people, getting to know you know what the organization is thinking, uh, heading into the or, you know it, it kind of still in the early stages of, of draft prep at that point. But uh, the combine is a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun covering it last year. Um, but uh, you know Corey's going to have fun this year. <laughs> William says DK needs a fantasy league. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll put something together. I don't know. I, I cannot make any promises with that. Um, I did not have a great draft, uh, a great fantasy year. Uh, my league, I didn't do well. I, I, I barely missed the playoffs, but typically in that league, I'm making the playoffs every year. Actually, typically that league, I usually make it to the championship and lose. That's just been the, the main, that's what I've done more, more than any, anything else. In the, like I've done that in more seasons than any any anything else than winning the championship, than making the playoffs, or, you know, first round exit or anything like that. I typically make it to the to the, to the championship game and then lose. Uh, I've won a couple of different cha- I've won a couple of championships, but it's just funny how that happens. Um, yeah, Teresa does make a good point here. Any mocks before the combine have a short shelf life? They really do. Uh, I think really the 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 biggest reason why I because th- I'm trying to get my brain to remember all the way back to a year ago, I think the uh, positives in doing a mock draft um, before the combine or at least post senior bowl is you get a bit of a of an idea of how certain players are trending after the senior bowl. For example, Jackson Powers Johnson. Uh, is going to he's going to be trending up. He's going to move up in a lot of people's mock drafts and a lot of people's draft boards right now. He, he just he just is. I think if you looked on Pro Football Focus's uh, mock draft simulator like a week ago, he was like in the fifty or sixty range on their big board. I think he's now in the twenties. Um, so, uh, really good question here from Darren. Like love love to address this kind of stuff. Chris at the combine, are you a numbers guy or past the eye test guy? Um, 
for me, it is a bit more numbers because that's kind of what they're there for. You're, you know, you're trying to see, okay, it's not just about the 40 yard dash. It's about, you know, how long their, you know, how long their arms are, if it's cornerback, like, like when Joey Porter Jr. had his, had his arm measured and he has the official measurement of having these long freaking arms. You're like, wow, that dude's got insane length for like those kind of things, I think kind of stand out. But the biggest thing that I stressed at last year's combine and I'm going to stress going into this year's combine, even though I'm not going to be the one covering it, I'm still going to stress it to anybody who wants to talk about the combine is that all the homework on these guys have, has already been done. The biggest thing that they're going, that that teams are going to the combine to see is to make sure that everything that they saw while they were doing their homework is confirmed. And then obviously sit down with the guy if you have a formal meeting or even if you have an informal meeting. But if you have a formal formal meeting with the player, you get a you get a real up close look. You get to talk to the guy. You get to you know get to know him a little bit better, maybe more so than than what happened whenever a scout went to go watch a player or you know compared to an informal meeting or if you ran into that guy at the Senior Bowl because every team talks to every player at the Senior Bowl. It's like speed dating at the senior bowl. I mean, that's just kind of what it is, but you know, you get, you get, you know, 10 seconds with a guy. You're like, Oh, that's, I want more. I want to know more. And so maybe at the combine, you set up a formal meeting. And so like, there's, that's what the combine is there for. It's there to solidify or disprove what you've seen, you know, throughout doing homework, whether it's, you know, a scout, you know, ranting and raving about a guy, you get to the combine and all of that, feeling there is so like you know like i said solidified that is why uh the combine exists honestly uh yeah you get a lot of you get official measurements you get official times on you know 40 yard dash and um you know all the shuttles and bench press and 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 you know all that kind of stuff but it's there so that teams can pretty much make sure like okay we already know we like this player, but now we get an up-close look. You'll see some of the Steelers coaches actually on the field with the drills, and so they get a really up-and-close look of how do they react to certain coaching. You know, even if it's just in, a, in, a, in, a, in an individual drill, you know, it's not anything team-oriented or anything like that, but sometimes you get a little bit of a taste into, okay, how what do they do whenever they're getting just even just a little bit of coaching? How do they react? You know, are they kind of like a silent guy who doesn't really want to listen or doesn't acknowledge anything else? Are they like, yes, sir. And then they try to, they, you know, heed whatever you're, they're being told. And then they go off and they apply that to the next time they run the drill. Those are the kind of stuff that they will look for. But again, it's all there to confirm what they've already seen on tape or what they've seen in person. So that is what the, what the, what the combines for. Um, uh, yeah, Darren says perfect answer last year at inside linebacker was Drew Sanders versus Jack Campbell all the way. And listen, those were two guys who were very popular at the combine. Very, very popular at the combine. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, Rick says, yeah, powers couldn't even remember who he talked to with the Steelers. That's just, the, uh, just that vibe was great. Yeah. It's, it, it really is like a speed dating thing. I mean, there's just, there's so many players there and there's such little time. It's kind of like, it's kind of the same thing with the media. So the media, like even whenever they bring players to podiums, they've got, it's, it's a lot like the, the combine in that way. They've got podiums all set up. And so like all at the same time, like 10 players all go at one time. Well, obviously you can't talk to 10 guys at one time. You can't talk to two guys at one time. So you've got to really pick and choose 
okay, out of this 10, who do I, who do I really want to try to get a minute of here or 30 seconds of there or, or two minutes of there just so I can try to get something from as many players as possible. It's impossible to get everything. It's a lot like that for the organizations. The meetings there are not formal. They don't have a lot of those, you know, let's go out to dinner, let's wine, wine and dine you. It's not anything like that. That's where you have formal meetings at, you know, at the combine, you know, take players out to dinner during pro days, stuff like that. That combine and pro days are well, well more for really getting to know the player beyond the football field. Um, Randy says character and team presence is most important. Combine is overrated, but entertaining. I would say when you say overrated in terms of, oh, that guy ran a four, four, seven, 40. Yeah, that part is definitely overrated for sure. Um, but as to your point, also character and team presence, that part is very important at the combine. You got to have your guys there. Mike Tomlin's there. Omar Khan's there. Uh, just about every position coach I think is there. Uh, scouts are there. Like everybody from the team is there, right? Uh, everybody's going to be there. Some guys are going to meet informally, like certain position coaches will meet informally with cer certain players. Uh, maybe it's a, it's a, it's a cornerback that, uh, they really liked, but they don't really, you know, have the time that particular day to have a formal meeting. Uh, so they'll send Grady Brown like, hey, Grady Brown, can you go talk to this guy? This guy's been really, you know, ranted and raided by, you know, this scout or this scout. Can you go talk to him? What's your, And then get your impression of him or, you know, certain outside linebackers. They'll have Denzel Martin go and talk to him. Um, it's just that that's a. <laughs> Rick says overrated in terms of dot, dot, dot. Please get me Puka Nakua. Yeah, that would be a very, very good get for the Steelers in the in the draft or free agency. If they can get themselves a receiver that can produce as a pass catcher, but can also every now and then just stick his nose in the C gap and throw a block, that will do wonders for this offense, especially in Arthur Smith's offense, because that will help them be able to run the ball out of 11 personnel, which they won't be in 11 personnel nearly as often under Arthur Smith as they were under Matt Canada. But when they are in 11 personnel, they will have that third receiver that can do that. Allen Robinson did that for the Steelers, and he did that quite well. It's just he didn't have the, the pass-catching production to go along with it. But he was that guy. They would run Steelers multiple times, sometimes even multiple times a game, would run like a dual power where the tackle pulls. And then Allen Robinson is also going right there in that same gap to pull like alongside the guard or the tackle, whoever it's pulling. And then he goes and gets his guy in that gap too. Like you don't ask a lot of receivers to stick their nose in the C gap and to throw a block. That's That's not normal. Ask George Pickens to do that. Ask Deontay Johnson to do that. You're not going to get the same results. George Pickens can be a good blocking receiver, but it's it's a lot different when you're asking him to be a blocker on the outside than it is like, hey, can you pull alongside a guard and throw a block in the C-gap? That's different. Yeah, Pittsburgh Toddy. I've opened the show with that. I just found out like five minutes before. I, like I was literally getting like the, 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 the microphone and everything set up. And I just checked my phone one last time, just look, and I see I see the alert. Carl Weathers passed away at 76. It sucks, man. Might have to watch Rocky tonight now. But I already I got my wife on board to watch Groundhog Day tonight. So I might have to do that anyway. Um Hodge 3115 DK says Steelers have no update on Holcomb. Uh oh, at the moment, if it was an ACL, it might be out until October, November. Um 
I haven't heard any kind of update on Cole Holcomb yet. Uh, you really, I don't think we're going to get anything really concrete until OTAs on that. Um, I wouldn't expect that like any kind of, you know, maybe that's something that I can bring up, you know, with Mike Tomlin, whenever, uh, we, um, I mean, I mean, Mike Tomlin will, will most likely speak, you know, at this Arthur Smith press conference, I would assume he would, if he doesn't, then it's not, let's not completely surprising. Um, but the next time that I know for sure, Mike Tomlin will speak, uh, or I won't say the next time, but another time that Mike Tomlin will definitely speak will be at the owners meetings, uh, in Orlando. Uh, those are March 24th through 27th. Um, that can be something possibly brought up like, Hey, what's the latest on Cole Holcomb? He might not even have an official answer at that point. It might not be something that we get until OTAs. Um, so Rick says, uh, Carl Weathers Raider story is great. Yeah. Uh, Carl Weathers is just a really uh, fascinating person. Um, not, not just the, the football to acting stuff, but just overall, like you just read up on him, man. It's, uh, (laughs) crystal says, so what you're saying, Steelers still won't be able to produce a screenplay. I'm not saying that actually, what I will say is this. If you have a wide zone system, like Arthur Smith's system is, and the Steelers can get their offensive line. Again, I'm looking at primarily center here. But if they get a really athletic center and you get, you know, you have good athleticism with those linemen, you could run some some different types of screens, running back screens, tight end screens, certain receiver screens where the offensive linemen then pull, you know, obviously like pull off to the to the side or whatever. Um, yeah, uh, I wouldn't discount that just yet. Really, when it comes to this offensive system under Arthur Smith, I would expect nothing to be the same. Sure, there might be some concepts that are the, like, oh, well, they ran that same concept under Matt Cannon. Well, it's because like certain playbooks, they're going to have like you're just going to have certain, you know, the same plays in certain playbooks. Um, it's all about personnel usage, pre-stand motion, you know, based off of, you know, either how to gain you know, or gauge like what kind of coverage. Uh, not just man versus zone, but what you might be seeing in terms of like, is it cover three? Is it, you know, cover three disguises, cover six or, you know, whatever, yeah, whatever. Um, but then also like certain motions to kind of get, okay, how is the defense playing this year? Does the safety roll? If we move a tight end from a fullback position to the weak side tight end, if he rolls, then we, do we check to the other side or, you know, just different things like that. Um, you're going to see a lot of differences in the offense this year. Doesn't mean it's going to be productive. It should be productive. I mean, Arthur Smith has skins on the wall as an offensive coordinator, but it's going to be different. I will say that. I mean, just just personnel usage alone. Arthur Smith's the offenses in Tennessee. They, I think, in 2019, they used 11 personnel 50 percent of the time. That's not a lot. The Steelers were, I think, sixth in the NFL in, in 11 personnel usage this past season, and they used it like. 75 or 76 percent of the time like overall throughout the course of the season like they used 11 personnel a lot the rams led the league far and away they used it like over 94 percent of the time but the rams also have a really cool system of where they try to make every single one of their plays look the same like pre-snap i think that's a really brilliant idea actually that's just sean mcveigh's offense sean mcveigh's a good coach rick says chubbs it's on the hips man Oh, I'm sad. I really, I really am sad. That sucks. 
Uh, Rick, uh, Rick asks, uh, Smith will want a fullback, right? Um, I mean, possibly, uh, maybe they turn Connor Hayward into a fullback. Um, maybe they do just go out and get one. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Um, you would think they would, they, they use one in Tennessee. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Mark says, uh, I was watching some Atlanta film on Smith sale route concepts that looked intriguing. Uh, well, I mean, Arthur Smith has got some really, really cool, uh, some really good stuff out of play action. I mean, they use play action quite a bit. They, the, the Titans led the league in, uh, play action percentage, um, in 2020. Um, and so there will be more play action and play action from under center. That's a good thing in today's NFL, for sure. For a lot of people who are wondering, oh, well, Arthur Smith's system was good in 2019, 2020. Well, that was a long time ago. Yeah, but under center play action will work in today's NFL, especially in early downs. It's almost like a cheat code. Almost. Um, yeah. I. I uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Darren says, uh, be interesting to see which teacher's pet player Arthur Smith will bring in with him, his on-field coaching at camp. Any ideas? Taylor Lewin loves them. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. Um, you know, a lot of that stuff is going to be ultimately be decisions by Omar Khan and uh, and Andy Weidel when those guys are constructing the roster. Uh, I'm sure that Arthur Smith is going to have some some uh, you know, opinions on like what type of players that they need for his system. The Steelers are probably going to already kind of know a little bit about that just based off of the interview process and knowing, you know, his his system for what they can see, you know, going into, you know, going into that interview or coming out of that interview. Um, you know, they know, OK, well, if they're going to run the wide zone system like Arthur Smith has ran before, they're going to need to upgrade center. You know, that 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 to me is is kind of a given. Um you know, and how they handle, you know, other shaping of personnel on the offensive side. I think, you know, that ultimately will come down to Omar Khan and Andy Weidel. But sure, Arthur Smith will have uh, – he can make recommendations. It's it's the same thing when it comes to the coaching coaching staff hires. You know, Arthur Smith can absolutely make suggestions. I really liked this guy when I worked with him in Atlanta or Tennessee or whatever. Uh, but ultimately, those are Mike Tomlin decisions, ultimately. Uh, Chris asks, uh, when's Arthur Smith's press conference? They haven't announced it yet. I would assume sometime early next week. That's what I would assume, but they have not announced it yet. They just made the signing official not even an hour ago. Um, Rick says, I think the more, well, yeah, I mean, anybody, anybody would want more of a 49ers fullback type. I mean, that, that's the, that's the, that's the, um, I'm sure, yeah, if you're going to run any kind of, a offense that uses, you know, 21 personnel, 22 personnel or anything like that. And you're going to have a fullback on the field quite a bit. Yeah. You'd love to have a fullback like that, but um, unfortunately those don't just grow on trees nowadays. There, there are not a lot of pure fullbacks in the game anymore. Uh, that's bad. Asked, does any free agent quarterback sign here and not expect to be quarterback one week one? Um, I think any quarterback that comes here, whether they are signed in free agency or traded for however they are acquired will know that Kenny Pickett is going to get a shot at being the quarter, the, the, the QB one. That doesn't mean that Kenny Pickett is guaranteed that spot. I want to make that crystal clear. Both Mike Tomlin and Art Rooney, the second have made that crystal clear that Kenny Pickett, they like Kenny, 
but he will have competition. That is always following. We like Kenny. We believe in Kenny, but it's always followed by, but he will have competition. Um, so I think any quarterback that is brought in, uh, whether it be Mason Rudolph or anybody else, they will be told you will have the opportunity to compete to be the starting quarterback. You will be competing with Kenny Pickett, and that's that. Um, Mike in Texas says, I think the only way we bring in a free agent quarterback is if we lose that on Mason. Yeah, probably. Uh, I think, you know, they they bring back, uh, um, you know, if they bring back Mason Rudolph, then that's that's exactly what they want. I, I, I think uh, I think they want ideally they want to have Kenny and Mason be the guys who are who kind of, you know, two dogs, one bone in training camp. I think that's what they want. Um, James B says competition is a joke. See what it did for us last year. Uh, there wasn't a competition last year. There also wasn't a competition the year before. Uh, there wasn't a competition last year. Everybody knew Kenny Pickett was, was QB one. There was no competition that, that Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph knew they had no chance of becoming starting quarterback coming into, you know, coming out of training camp. Uh, and the year before, just because they said, Oh yeah, Kenny can compete to get to the QB two or Mason Rudolph has a chance or there's competition, you know, Mitch Trubisky, everybody knew Mitch Trubisky was going to be QB one coming out of the, coming out of training camp in 2022. Um, Frank says that's what they said last year and this year, dude, I'm telling you right now, I don't care what they said. I'm telling you what's actually happening. There was no competition the past two seasons at training camp. None, no competition. They can say whatever they want to say. There was no competition. Anybody who knows anything about covering that team. I don't know who all was saying it, if the people with the team were saying it, anything like that, but anybody who has their finger on the pulse of that team knew coming out of 2022 that Mitch Trubisky was going to be the QB1. When he was announced to be the official starter in week one of 2022, my face went, oh, I had no idea. Like, of course I knew he was going to be the starting quarterback. Um, and then last year, we knew that Kenny was the QB1. He had earned the starting job over Mitch Trubisky based off of what happened in 2022 there was no competition there there has there is now every reason to be uh, for there to be a competition because Kenny has not proven himself in two seasons right Mason showed that hey with this play that I did for four games I brought us to the playoffs and got us within one score of uh, of tying the bills in the fourth quarter of the wild card game like and even when Art Rooney says something like Mason's play showed us what we're capable of when we have quality quarterback play, that is a, that's a, that's one of those things where you go, oh, snap. <laughs> when you talk about like shots at Kenny, that is a shot at Kenny. 100% a shot at Kenny. Like, dang, like that, that's, that's, it's almost mean at that point, but Yeah. There, there will be a quarterback competition this year. The only way there won't be one, Devon says that was a huge statement. It was. It was a huge statement. He says that that is, I mean, he didn't say it with like, you know, where you have the meme come over and the sunglasses come up on and the cigarette in the mouth and, you know, or you get the Obama like mic drop gif or anything like that. 
But I mean, when if he just says like, yeah, you know, Mace, even if he says it in, in his like kind of more timid or 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 uh, not say timid, but more you know, kind of you know, pulled back, relaxed, being like, you know, Mason, you know, he he showed us what we're capable of when when we have you know quality quarterback play. Like even if he doesn't say it in like a like all oh, snap, ding, you know, anything like that, it's still like a you read the words. I, one thing that I teach my kids, like being, being a parent, I always teach my kids, your, your words matter. You know, if my kids get into a fight and they say, Oh, you're not my brother anymore. I'm like, you know, I pull my daughter aside and be like, listen, I understand your brother is being a pain in the butt right now. And I'll get to him in a second, but you can't say that to him because your words mean something. If you tell your brother that you don't want him to be your brother anymore, that, that he has every right to take, take that personally. And to be like, Hey, like, that's mean. Like, I, I'm mad at you right now, but I still want you to be my sister. You should still w- want him to be your brother. And, you know, your words mean something. So it doesn't matter how he said it. The fact is that he said those words. Art Rooney said those words. That means something. 100% that means something. Um, <laughs> This is a good comment to end the show on. <laughs> William said you should get Dolly to get you one of those modes, but with Corey, get the little Corey peeking over. <laughs> That's a good comment to end the show on. By the way, if you haven't been seeing the Ramon show th- this week, there's been a couple, at least a couple episodes where Ramon's been down in the, um, uh, at the senior bowl in, in, in mobile. And so, um, he hasn't been able to be on the show. And so DK has done the show solo and there's this little cartoon Ramon. That's just kind of peeking peeking over the peeking over the bottom. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. We should, we should get one for Corey. I'll have to, I'll have to uh, ask Dolly about that, but um, my dog is just right here. I think he might have to go to the bathroom. He might have to go outside. Cause he's looking at usually he doesn't get like right up here next to me whenever I'm doing the show. Um, all right. Mike in Texas, Chris DK gave you your props yesterday regarding your article. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, DK, I actually didn't get a chance to watch yesterday's show, unfortunately. Um, but I appreciate that. Uh, I, I always take, uh, I'll always take an attaboy when, when, the, when they're there. Um, but, um, you know, Anything that I anything that I do doesn't, doesn't matter the work. I always want to try to do my best, and I can always get better. So, and I appreciate all the, all the positive comments. Uh, and, and listen, like <laughs> I just want like the main thing that I wanted to do as soon as Arthur as soon I was actually in the middle of writing the chalk talk. I was in the middle of the Arthur Arthur Smith section because he was going to be one of the three guys because there were three formal candidates that we hadn't talked about by that point. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do the same chalk talk that I did the week before when I talked about, you know, Clint Kubiak, who, by the way, will be the offensive coordinator of the Saints now, uh, Zach Robinson, and um, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, who will now be OC and uh, with the Raiders. Um, and I was going to do the same thing, but with Arthur Smith, Gerard Johnson, and um, uh, oh shoot, uh, Thomas Brown. So I was going to do that. I was in the middle of the Arthur Smith section. Hadn't touched the other two guys yet whenever the news broke of Arthur Smith being hired, I was like, Oh, well scrap the other two guys. Now it's going to be all Arthur Smith. And I just Bruce almighty my way, uh, to 20, 2,900 words of that. So appreciate anybody who read that. Uh, if you haven't read it, it's still up on the site. Um, 2,900 words on Arthur Smith's system. Uh, some, a lot of tidbits from, uh, his time with the Titans, but some from the, from Atlanta. Um, 
But thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I'm going to let my dog outside real quick in case he's got to go to the bathroom before I go get my kids from school. It was uh, kids' 100th, 100th day of school uh, this year or this, yeah, for, for the school year. So um, it was funny. For that, like my daughter ended up uh, uh, wearing like old lady because they say so dress up like an old person. So my wife got her like a wig and she was wearing glasses and like, you know, like, you know, with this like inflatable cane and everything like that. Um, so it was, it was cute. It was funny. <laughs> this poor kids. Yeah, man. It's uh this house can be a bit of a <laughs> two young kids is a fun time, man. It's a fun time. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, appreciate it. Like subscribe, share with a friend, you know, Anything that you can do to help the help the channel grow, uh, help the show grow, really appreciate it. Um, just cannot say thank you enough. Uh, guys, have a great weekend. Uh, we will be back Monday, I would assume. Corey's going to be here. Unless, for whatever reason, the press conference is like right at the same time that we do the show, you know, whatever, but we'll figure it out. But the next, but Corey will be on the show again. I promise he hasn't been fired from the show or anything like that. So um, thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Catch you guys on the flippity flip. Peace out.